Welcome to the Spirit School Podcast. My name is Danielle Sarank, also known as the Squamish Medium. I created this space to inspire lightworkers to go from fear to clear and get connected to their sacred abilities and spiritual practices. I love supporting women through the creation of their heart-centered spiritual businesses in a way that lights them up and aligns them with their purpose. I am passionate to share all I know about the journey to becoming a professional psychic medium, mentor, and coach for the developing lightworker and spiritual entrepreneur. Through interviews, honest stories of my adventures, and lessons I learned, I hope to empower, inspire, and uplift you and get you excited about your life again. Welcome home. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Spirit School. I am so excited that you're here. It's a very impromptu episode today. I was actually meant to interview an Irish medium today called Declan Flynn, uh, but we're going to actually do our interview later this week because life came up, but I'm very excited to talk to him. He is somebody who I know has had an incredible weight loss and fitness journey. He's a working medium as well. He's a personal trainer. I know that he does like a lot of gardening. He's just a very interesting individual that I've been following for many, many years. So I had some questions for him around health and wellness and mediumship because a lot of mediums out there are not very healthy uh, for a lot of reasons, which we can go more into on that episode. But as life turned out, um, we weren't able to do our interview today but we will do it next week so that we can air it next week. And I had this really interesting and synchronistic experience come up within my initiation circle community where I've been focusing on mindset for the month of January because it's everything in mediumship. And so we've been doing weekly, you know, journaling and weekly contemplations when it comes to where we're at with our level of mindset. And so yesterday I went live in the community to kind of share my experience around my near-death experience on how even mindset came to my awareness because I wasn't reading all the self-help books um, many years ago. I actually didn't even pick up my first Louise Hay book until uh, fall of 2020. So, you know, it's very, you know, came to me in a very synchronistic way. So after I shared the experience in the community on how I became aware of mindset, I had one of my members who's also a one-on-one metamorphosis client with me reach out to me and share her NDE and how similar the messages that came to us through that experience were. I was actually brought to tears hearing her story because it resembled so much of the learnings I had from mine. And so we're going to share our stories and we're going to share a little bit of the messages that we received from the angels when it came to you know this really traumatic experience in our lives so I'm excited to share that with you today it's going to be a little bit of a quick interview again not terribly planned but I really felt compelled this morning when I reached out to her and this is how spirit communicates through me I was like we need to hop on the podcast and share this story because I just feel so much in my soul uh, based off of what spirit was bringing me this morning that there will be one person who listens to this episode and it's going to change their life and it may save them in some ways kind of how I made them how I was made to feel so I'm just going with that intuition and I'm doing things a little bit differently and I look forward to hearing from that person uh, how they were affected so enjoy this interview I look forward to I'll give you guys a bit of a rundown um, after the interview too on the initiation which uh, the registration wraps up next week so I have room for six more in my six-week mediumship foundations course uh, but I won't bother you those details now if you're interested at 
all just stay to the end of the interview and I'll give you guys a bit of a rundown. All right, enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Spirit School. I am so excited today to introduce Amber Baker. How are you, Amber? Hi, I'm so good. Thank you I'm, for having me on. Of course. I'm so excited you're here. And so the I just want to explain to spirit school listeners how impromptu this podcast episode actually is. Um, and then share a little bit about my journey and I'm going to get Amber to share a little bit about hers. And we're going to talk a little bit about the intense and insane synchronicities that happened for both of us when it came to a near death experience and the message that we really received through that experience. So yeah, Amber, yesterday I actually, in our initiation circle membership, I've been focusing a lot on mindset when it comes to January and mindset and mediumship, as you know, from the past podcast episode is so important when it comes to this journey. And I actually shared a live very impromptu. It was something I was actually very guided to share uh, from my spirit guide saying, you got to tell them about 1024. I was like, okay. Um, I never thought I would share that. Um, but I guess it makes sense. I did. And then Amber reached out to me after she saw that live and shared her experience, which actually brought me to tears, how closely aligned that they were. And this morning I woke up and I just had the thought, I'm like, you got to reach out to Amber and just see if you guys would share this for the spirit school listeners, because I felt so, uh, I just felt so certainly that there's going to be someone who checks in and somebody who's guided to listen to this episode that will just feel healed through resonance, healed, feel healed through um, the stories and the experiences. And so I never, you know, questioned spirit's path and I never questioned spirit's um, inspirations to me. So here we are today. Thank you, Amber, for coming on very last minute. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Okay, cool. So I'm just going to start by sharing the experience and what led me to my, I guess, my awareness of mindset. And, and then I'll get Amber to share her experience and we'll talk a little bit. So what I shared with the community yesterday about mindset was in 2016, I was pregnant and I was in New Zealand and I was there for about a month. And when I was in New Zealand with my two-year-old daughter and my husband who was born there, I kept getting all these headaches and I'd never had a migraine in my life. And I was like, this must be a migraine. This must be what a migraine feels like. And I would be stuck in bed for days at a time. So my whole trip to New Zealand was pretty much spent in the bed. And there was actually an earthquake at that time when I was there. It was this really kind of intense experience. And when I came back from New Zealand, the headaches just kept continuing. And there came a night, you know, a few months had passed, like just constant headaches. I would have to work through them. Half of my face would actually slide down. Like I couldn't move half of my face. It was quite nerving, but I worked in the health industry and I sat next to a doctor. So I was like very uh, well cared for when I was working anyways, long, long, long story short, there was one night where I, uh, was laying in bed. My husband was out of town. My daughter was sleeping in the next room and I broke into this fever and this fever was like nothing I'd ever experienced in my life to the point where I actually called the nurse's hotline. Right. Like, I don't know. I would just felt too bad to call 911. I was like, I can't call 911 for fever. So I called the nurse's hotline and they said, call 911 now you have to call 911 now. And no one was home to watch my daughter. And it was two o'clock in the morning and I still didn't feel like calling 911. So I had to call my best friend at the time who lived down the street. Her and her husband came right away. They took my daughter. Her husband took me to the hospital in Squamish. It's only five minutes away from anywhere. And so 
I went to the hospital and it started this journey, um, of like this health crisis that I had that no one could even explain to this day. Um, they gave me spinal taps, MRIs. Um, there was no amount of morphine that would even alleviate the pain that I was experiencing. And the fevers were so bad. I would be laying in a bed shaking for hours and they would have to put, at one point I had 12 hot blankets on me, 12 heated blankets on top of me because I couldn't shake the shiver. I don't have a correct sense of timelines or timeframes, how long I was there. I know I was in an ICU unit and it was in a big glass room. Only people with full hazmat uniforms were allowed to kind of come in and assess me and tend to me. They thought I had spinal meningitis at one point, um, but it was many days of being sick. No one checked on the baby not even once, no one even checked if there's a heartbeat. I remember being very traumatized by that experience. Afterwards, my parents said that, um, I never even asked about my daughter. I don't even remember my parents being there. I remember my dad kind of coming in and seeing me at some point, but that was it. Um, my husband, it took him days to come home from where he was. It was a very traumatic experience for me. And what happened was I started hallucinating at some point, whether it was the narcotics or was lack of sleep and lack of food and just like overall the, these fevers that they ended up saying, like, these were the fevers that would have killed someone in the old day. And I remember seeing shadows in my room and I was questioning my spirituality at that moment. And I was a very devout spiritual person. I mean, I was a working medium at that time without a doubt and developing. And I remember thinking, why don't I even feel like praying? Like, why don't I even feel like praying? And then there was a time that came through this experience. I don't know how many days I was in, but I actually surrendered and said, this is how I go. Like I'm ready to go home. I actually surrendered into that experience and completely let go. And I don't know what happened after that. I don't recall a whole lot um, because everything comes in snippets and blurs, but I do remember eventually waking up in the maternity ward. I still had my migraine. I had my headache for months, actually my whole pregnancy. It never went away. It was debilitating. I was not um, able to go back to work after that experience. It took me months to recover years from the trauma of the experience, but months energetically to kind of come back and come to, but eventually I did find myself, um, at home by myself day in and day out. And I entered a phase of my life where I had depression for the first time. I'd never experienced depression in my life. Um, and it was a very dark, wet blanket kind of feeling on my life. And I remember not being able to get off the couch. I remember kind of questioning what's the purpose of all this. Um, you hear some near death experiences where people see tunnels and lights and angels and they feel peace. I didn't get any of that experience myself. And what happened was day in and day out, just being on my couch, not feeling uplifted in any way, feeling further from my spiritual practice than any other time in my existence. Um, I, and I started seeing this repeating number come to me, 1024, 1024, 1024. And I'm a bit of a slow learner. <laughs> so much like my angel number 444, it took me months to finally look up what 444 meant. Same story applies here. Sometimes you don't learn and know and grow. I kept getting 1024. Like even my hydro bill, my electrical bill would come as one of 102 and 40 cents. Like it was one 1024, 1024 times on the clock, bill totals, license plates, odometer readings. It was so prevalent in my face every single day, 1024. And 
finally, after months of it, I was like, okay, I'm going to look this up. And from my experience, still to this day, I can say this whole true. It's only angels that have ever spoken to me through numbers. I've never received number messages from departed loved ones or, you know, from departed loved ones, basically it's always been communicating through angels. And so when I looked up the number 1024, it was all about mindset. It was all about the angels want you to think positively about this experience. They want you to see the light of this experience. And when I first read it, it, it was the furthest thing from what I wanted to hear. It was like, it, it just was words on a screen to me. I didn't feel the message. And it was like that for some time. And still I started coming out of my depression, which is actually when my son was born, it was like a light switch went on when my son was born. I didn't have diabetes anymore. Um, my depression completely disappeared. And I found this new, uh, zest for life. And so everything kind of changed then. So then I started look, I kept getting 10, 24, 10, 24, 10, 24, 10, 24. Like even his weight at one point was like 10 kgs, 24 ounces. Like it was just like so crazy. And the more that I read about that, I was like, okay, I need to learn about more about this, like thought and this way of thinking and this way of seeing some experiences that I'm having. The angels are obviously very, uh, trying to tell me that this is something I need to pay attention to still to this day, I get 10, 24 every single day, every single day. In some way, the angels bring me the number 10, 24. And it's a constant reminder to me to pay attention to my thoughts and be kind and generous with the way that I speak to myself. And anyone who has listened to spirit school for any amount of time knows that this is a common message that is weaved throughout so many of the episodes. Get right with your mindset. How do you talk to yourself? It's so common for women to talk negatively to ourselves. So now I'm going to hand it over to Amber. So Amber heard me share this story on the Facebook live. And then what did you send me? <laughs> you can tell your, your experience here. Oh, are you talking about the channeled angel message? Or oh, the, what, uh, the mindset experience you had with okay. your MDE. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So it's just really interesting hearing the similarities and differences in our stories. Um, so what happened with mine was I, I, I had no awareness of the mindset. Um, I was in a really low place. I was in a dark place. I guess so many people say it takes that dark night of the soul to have a great awakening. And that was very much my case, but it was, it became a near death experience, a divine intervention, all sorts of things. And so um, so basically I had a big falling out with my brother. I was going through a lot of changes financially. My son was struggling in school. Um, I couldn't afford to get him the tutors that he needed. I was grasping for help from so many people. And I was just in a very, I was in a very alone place. Um, I was allowing myself to live at the whims of other people's judgments of myself. And my talk was definitely negative. I felt lost. I felt like I had no control of life. I think that I was complete, completely out of touch with my divine self. And so with it, then what happened was I got this like severe asthma episode that just like when you were talking about like kind of a mystery illness, my asthma was so bad. I was in and out of the hospital. I was going to see specialists. Even if I stood up to walk, I couldn't breathe. Like I couldn't breathe at all. I thought I was going to die. 
I was on 60 milligrams of steroids. They sent me home with my own breathing machine and I was just in bed, incapacitated, couldn't take care of my children. You know, my wife was doing everything for me. I was just in like the rock bottom place. So um, one night I couldn't sleep because I couldn't breathe. So I was up all night and I was praying to my grandmother who is in spirit form. And I was just desperate and I just, I, I was scared and I just was trying to catch my breath. And I thought, you know, I already went to the hospital. They've done everything they could do. I, I don't know what else to do. So I'm kind of just was praying like from desperation. And it was like 1.30 in the morning. Next thing I know, my grandmother walks into the room in spirit and she comes to my bedside and there's this like gentle swirl of wind and she lays her hand over my forehead and she starts breathing into me and for me. And, you know, I just had, I was just actually so grateful to breathe. I just was kind of relaxing into this moment. And next thing I know, Archangel Michael and mother Mary are, you know, I'm in bed, but they're like standing around me, kind of hovering over me. And they, they didn't say anything at first other than they were breathing into me and for me. So actually they were moving my body. I was on my right side and then they moved me over to my back. And then every time they were breathing into me, I was raising up off of the bed. So I was like breathing up and off my bed and then down. And it was like this, like four way breathing all of us together. Um, so this went on for a while. It seemed like, you know, time stood still. And then all of a sudden I started to leave my body. And so I said, okay, so I'm dying, you know? And I just said, um, but I just don't want to die. I don't want to die. I don't want to leave my family and my kids and my wife. And um, they, and my mind, so what happened was my mind got bigger and bigger and bigger and my body got smaller and smaller and smaller. And it was like, I was looking down on myself and I did have like that tunnel experience where I just felt light. I felt like it was this orange pink glow that I was going towards, but it felt so loving mm -hmm. and they were right there with me. And, but I still was like, I don't want to die. And they just said, it's not your time. You're not going to die but we are taking you out of your body so you can feel what it feels like to be one with all, to be of the one conscious source energy. And so I went to the, I went to source consciousness. I, I went to the light and I went, I was, became one with everything. I didn't have a sense of my body. It was just euphoria. It was just pure love, unconditional love and euphoria. And now looking back on it, I realized mother Mary was holding the space in this unconditional love. And then Archangel Michael was the one who came through with all the channeled messages. And what he told me was, um, you are not your thoughts. You are not your mind. You are not your physical body. You are not the judgments that you place on yourself or that others place on you. You, that is a construct of your mind. Um, he told me, you know, where I'm, he said, I'm living at the, um, I'm living 
I'm defining myself based on what others think of myself and based on the stories I tell myself to be true, based on the judgments I put on myself. Um, he took me through these relationships in my life, the relationship I have with my brother, which continues to be strained, but he basically changed my perspective of how I thought of myself as that I am that story. I am that judgment. I am that feeling. And he, um, so, so he, so he took me to this expanded consciousness. Right. And I'm trying to remember everything. I have it all written down, but it was like mind blowing all the messages. And, um, he then said, you are a healer. You are going to write two books. And the first night we're going, we're coming to you. This is a reckoning. The second night we're coming to you is going to be an awakening. And the third night we come to you is going to be a rebirth. Mm -hmm. And, um, it, I, it was like, I was receiving this information and I was like talking to him on this soul level. And I just said, I said, how is this happening? Like, why, how, like, why me? Like how, how I was like, how can you be talking to me right now? And you're going to send me back into my body. And I said, grandma, how are you making this happen? It was this really weird experience of like talking to these beings to, Archangel Michael and Mother Mary and my grandmother and my grandmother said, I am your twin flame. I am your twin soul. And all of a sudden they just sent me back into my body, but I went through my crown chakra and my awareness was placed first with my crown chakra. So it was like my consciousness went first with the, you know, crown chakra and then one by one back into each chakra down. But mm -hmm. As I would go into the chakra, I would see the color, I would feel the feelings, feelings, and it would be like I was reintegrated into my body. And then I heard this gentle, I heard, saw it was like wind going around, and then they kind of left and they said, meditate on the stillness. And I had a humidifier on at the time, and I rem remember it turning off and everything being silent, and it was like, I was one with the silence. I was the silence. Like I just, my, and then I just went to sleep and then I woke up and I just, my whole world was changed. My life was turned upside down. My consciousness has, was expanded and has continued to evolve. And I'm not the same person. It's just, you know, I, I feel like I filter before I was filtering my life from a physical body. And, and divine source was kind of a far away, you know, part of my life. And now I feel like I'm one with the divine source. And then I'm filtering every viewpoint from that place to the physical body. It's just like yeah. this awakening. That's incredible. And they did come, they did come the next night and they breathed for me and I wasn't cured right away. Like you said, it wasn't like my asthma went away the next day. They came to me then for the third night and I just heard my name be called in like kind of a robotic voice outside of me. It was kind of a weird, a little scary, but I knew it wasn't a scary thing. They just said, Amber Baker, like very robotic. And then I heard a clap like by my ear and, um, and it's changed my life and That's incredible. Now I'm on this spiritual path. I have so many questions. Uh, but first and foremost, I kind of want to just like 
paint the similarities here that both of us have, you know, a near death experience. We both felt like we met our maker. We're, we're making it to the end. We're going home. And the message we both brought back though, there's more to it than this, but one of the messages that the angels brought both of us was around mindset and how we think and how we see our world and see our experiences through the, through the perspectives. Isn't that fascinating? It is. I mean, I didn't realize at the time what was happening and how I was living until I had this awakening experience. And that's why I say everything was turned upside down in a good way, because it was all about perspective. It was all about like, where am I operating from? You know, my small self. And like now, you know, like we have the choice to operate from our higher self. Um, It just reframed how I looked at every experience. And I felt like it empowered me to take control of my mind, you know, and not to let like my mind direct really, I was just living at the whim of my subconscious mind before. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, the impact it had was I was a developing medium for three and a half years at that point. And my NDE happened in June of 2016. I gave birth to my son early October, 2016. And up until that point, I hadn't told anyone what I was doing. I didn't tell any of my friends. I, I was definitely doing a lot of practice readings through the group that I was within, maybe a few people here or there, but I was terrified. I was so scared about my boss finding out about my work, finding out um, that I was doing this moonlighting, even though it wasn't even moonlighting. <laughs> and after I had this experience, it was so life affirming for me that I wanted to waste no time. And by January, after I gave birth to my son and I recovered from my C-section by January, I had my website launched. I told my boss, I said, you're going to see some stuff on social media, but this is my passion. I meant to do this work. And I fully came out as a working medium. Um, after that experience, not caring about what I felt people would think about me, which was what was really holding me back before that experience. That that's like very, very similar because, you know, I had always grown up seeing spirits and, and, kind of running from that experience. And actually after that happened to me, I went right away, signed up for courses. I became certified as a pranic energy healer. And then, you know, I I found you as my mentor for my mediumship studies. And then, you know, things just kept opening up and I, I, you know, started to channel the masters of the Akashic records. And I had all these amazing experiences, you know, channeling with, um, light beings. And it just, it opened my world, it opened my mind, but it, 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 there was that sense of stepping into your greatness. And there was that sense of urgency because it was like, I did go home when I, when they left my bedside, I cried before I went to sleep because I actually then didn't want to leave that place that, you know, home, that feeling of home when you're one with all. Um, and so then yeah, I don't know what that is, but I, I, I felt like, okay, I'm on a mission. I'm going to live this life and I'm going to like live, you know, in a different way. And I'm going to be myself like completely. I'm going to step into like the truest expression of myself and my soul. And I don't know if I would have done that without that experience, you know, hundred percent, hundred percent. And so there is definitely divinity 
and a message to bring forward. Cause that's always my annoyance when I hear near death experiences and like, people don't come back with like profound messages. I'm like, but what did they say? Like, what did they do? There's a few Netflix movies like that, where I've sat through all the religious mumbo jumbo. And I'm like, Hey, what's the lesson that you learned? And they don't yeah. bring back anything. And I look at Anita Morgiano, who's my favorite example of an NDE who brought back the most intense message around loving yourself, which is also a message from the angels. Now she doesn't reference the angels at all in her experience. Um, but that anyways, but her, her message that she brought back was we're living in fear and fear makes you sick. And you know, the, the whole game to be played is to learn to love yourself without reservation and without judgment. Right. And the stories that we tell ourselves in our day-to-day lives, especially women, um, you know, I work with men and women, and I do feel that this is definitely something more women do than men, but we constantly make up stories in our mind about things that haven't happened or things that we think people are thinking and they're not. And it's so exhausting and it's draining and it holds you back from being like the bright, joyful being like you're meant to be and, and meant to like completely fulfill. And so I was so in awe when you shared with me that experience, just even about Michael, I was just like, holy, because it actually didn't even occur to me till yesterday when spirit in kind of impressed upon me, you got to share the experience around 10, 24, that that is actually how my mindset work started. <laughs> That's how slow of yeah. a learner I am. <laughs> and it was well, like, wow. I was like, yeah, that actually did form a lot. I didn't even pick up a Louise Hay book before last year. And I was like, holy shit. I feel like I've been channeling Louise Hay since like 2017. I'm like, <laughs> but it was from that experience. Yeah. I mean, it was, they, well, they pretty much told me it is your mindset. And, you know, Archangel Michael was very clear, which I appreciate, but, um, it, oh gosh, what was I going to say? Um, the, the mindset, oh, the, the way that I felt before I, I was just going to say that, there was that sense of feeling lost for me and disempowered and that I had no control of my life and that it was kind of, you know, everything was happening to me. And I realize now, cause one thing they told me is like, you are your conscious mind and it's just the power that we have to create our lives. You know, we do not have to live at the whim of like these illusions. That, that was the other thing, everything, you know, that, um, the separateness that we feel when we, when we allow judgments to be placed on us and to accept that it's just, we, we taking control of your life is one way of saying it, but being, you know, coming from that place of empowerment, where like, we can create our, our reality. We have control over our mind and our thoughts. Like that was just, just life-changing. Yeah, I bet. I bet. And so when did this happen for you? What year was this? So I was just looking at my notes. It was November 5th, 2019. Oh, so it that's wasn't, really soon. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't that long ago. And so I, yeah, cause I was like on a fast track, as you said, like I couldn't get enough of developing my spirituality of, you know, going full force into the mediumship and, and just allowing myself to, cause that has always been my passion, but I never yeah. thought I could do that you know, I am an artist as well. And I love that. I love that. I love designing and, but, um, it just opened a door and that's the other thing. It opened a portal. Like there is something about going to 
whatever you want to call it, home source consciousness. I do believe that when you come back from that, that it does open your a portal. Do you, do you agree? Like, I, I agree. I mean, I didn't have the same experience as you again. I, my experience was if, if I could say it negative, like it, I was confused if it was spirit or demons and I don't even believe in demons. It was like, but I was hallucinating. And then I'm someone who never remembers my dreams. And so I lost time. Like I had like this, like time loss, whatever I experienced in the time that I can't remember, I don't know. But what I do know is that I realized so very clearly that life is too short to fuck around. (laughs) I am like, to be real here. And then, you know, it drew me to wanting to learn more about end of life doula work. And like, what are the regrets of the dying? And like, how do people spend their last days? And this kind of made me want to live life at my highest potential and not waste a moment. And I could say with all honesty, if I died tomorrow, I would die a happy, fulfilled woman. And I'm only 38, but I don't let any inspiration pass me by. I don't delay on any ideas. And I think that that was as part of that experience where I thought I had all the time in the world. And I thought that, you know, I could just sit around being scared until spirit gives me some sort of guarantee that I'm going to be successful, which never came by the way. Right. Right. And so it made me just like live life a little bit less fearful and a lot more expansive. Absolutely. I have to say it was the same for me. I mean, yeah, like I, it's just, it before, like I did live from fear before I did, I would, you know, not do the thing that I wanted to do. I, I, I didn't, I, I just, I, cause I, li- I lived perceiving myself from the stories I told myself and from what I thought people thought about myself. And there is that sense of like, I don't care, not in an insensitive way, but just a sense of like, um, cultivating and creating like it's again it's just about you are the center of your universe what do you want to create what do you want to manifest like you you know you have a fearful thought okay like just let it go you're not that like I just felt like I was just realigning with my soul that's the only way I can say it I love that. I love that perspective. And I love the way that you word things too. And I'm, I can't wait for your book either, because you, you have a terminology that I just, I don't have around this. And it's funny how spirit came to us in completely different ways. Like they knew based off my four for four experience that Danielle will pay attention to numbers. And so just give her this message through the numbers, because we'd had this conversation off air, but like, I don't know if I consider what I do channeling. Right. And so maybe there's this limited mindset that I still have around, you know, like I'm like hesitant to call it channeling. I call it like inspired mediumship. I'm constantly inspired by spirit. And you you see me as a motivational speaker, which I love. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I, I can get down with that. But spirit got the message around you. Be pay attention, Danielle, to what you're thinking and pay attention to how you're viewing this situation that just happened to you, because this is going to be a determining factor for you of what comes next. Right. And it actually took me a good chunk of time. Again, I'm not great with timelines. I'd say almost a year before I fully embodied the meaning of 1024 for me. Mm-hmm. because I was still kind of slipping back into that victim mode of how traumatizing that experience was for me. And I mean, I got like, I'm not having any more babies. I'm like, I'm never going through this again. Like, good luck, son. I'm like, you are it for me. Like kind of cut off all like potential to, to that kind of happening. So, you know, it took me a while to kind of come around to 
the highest vibration of what that meaning of 1024 was. And I wish I had it up in front of me, but I don't, I can pull it up and kind of see if there's something that sticks out for me. Um, I'm just going to, so people on the YouTube will be able to see this, but I'll see if I can kind of pull it up. But in the meantime, while I do that, do you want to tell people a little bit about your book and like about the offerings that you have, how people can like find you on social media? That would be wonderful. Yeah, sure. So, okay. So what happened, I guess, after this experience, um, I had this, um, I was visited by these Tibetan monks in the middle of the night and they did some sort of initiation and I didn't see the connection at the time, but later on I um, was start, just picked up the pathway prayer by Linda Howe and I read the prayer to go into my Akashic records, which I hadn't done before. And another voice spoke through me and I started channeling um, the Akashic records. So what I realized was, is I'm working with these guides, these masters from the Akashic records and they're channeling through me what they call the book of life. And they told me to get 12 notebooks and that I was to write this book. And so I'm on my 10th notebook and it's really fascinating, mind blowing what they're taking me through the evolution of consciousness and it's just so many things. So I am, I will be releasing this book. I don't know the title. Um, and at the same time, I'm, you know, I started doing Akashic record readings. So I do offer Akashic record readings. I do offer soul readings. I think really what I do is just when I work with someone, I like to speak to their soul. I like to bring through um, their guides, their angels, their past loved ones, whoever it is that's going to bring through the messages to best serve them in this path and they're, that they're on in life now. So um, you can go to my Instagram, Malibu Medium, and I have uh, the link in the bio where you can book with me. And um, that is like, this is like the most fun part and fascinating part of my journey is to now like work with other people and help them maybe spark some sort of um, awakening or just help them align to their soul. And that's, yeah, that's like my passion. I love it. Yeah. And so at Malibu medium, I'll link it in the show notes below. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll see it in the directly linked below. Um, she's a lot of fun. And I, I've said this before, cause I had somebody else come on the podcast who talked about Akashic records. And I was like, you know, because I grew up reading Sylvia Brown books, I knew it as the hall of records. I don't know if it was like the same thing. That's the language that she had and she used. Um, I think I'd seen it in a few meditations before, but I never quite understood the concept of, of going there to like receive information. Like, do they tell you everything? Is it a scroll? Like, you know, is it a book? Like, what does this look like? And I've never had an Akashic record reading. So I actually booked one with Amber for next week because I'm like, okay, I think I found someone like I trust so much that I'm just like, you know, real deal, this woman. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to book one at Amber because I kind of want to see what it's about. So I'm about to have my first Akashic record reading next week. And I'm really excited about that. So I'll link everything below so you guys can quickly access um, her amazingness. Now to kind of like wrap it up, I'm just going to read you one paragraph. Now I do recommend numerology doesn't speak to me as much as angel numbers, right? I had to make a decision when numbers started coming to me, what source was I going to use? And so I decided to just use one source. I'm like, this is going to be my source to receive messages from the angels when they bring it through to me in numbers. Of course, I receive messages from them clearly as well, but sometimes they're like, Hey, Danielle's a bit thick. 
we got to start throwing out the numbers, getting her attention again. So she'll look this up. And so I go to it's called sacred scribe angel numbers.com. I'll link it below as well, but she has every number known to man, um, in her blog. It's amazing. I highly recommend her. So I'll link it below, but this is one paragraph. And again, I read this a couple months after my NDE when 1024 came to me, guys, I'm not even exaggerating at least five times a day, at least five times a day. And that's how they have to get through to me. <laughs> okay. So angel number 1024 is a message from your angels that you are currently being assisted with keeping your thoughts light and positive as we create our own realities with our beliefs thoughts and actions, the angels want you to maintain that positive attitude about the work that you have done. And that is ahead of you trust that you will achieve success with all that you put your efforts towards. And so, you know, I get covered in shivers, even just kind of like speaking about it now, because at this point in 2016, I had been studying mediumship for years. I mean, literally like 15, 16 years, but mindset and personal development for me were not really at the forefront of my interest. So this was an experience that really started and charted my path around mindset, around self-development and understanding to be the most capable medium and servant of spirit. I need to do the work to heal self as well at the same time. Right. And so this was kind of like a big thing for me. So so thank you, Amber, for coming on on such short notice um, and sharing your story. I just trust so much that um, it's going to help and inspire others. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. And just very last thing I want to plug to is, do you know the name of your podcast that you're going to be launching soon? So I, yes, I think it's going to be called Soul Channel with Malibu Medium, but just Soul Channel. Yeah. Okay. She's the commitment, the commitment is made. So her podcast is going to be coming out as well to soon, soon, uh, soon too. So check out my Instagram, Squamish Medium. I'm always going to share it in there, all my amazing clients. So thank you, Amber. And we will chat soon. Thank you. Well, I sure hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Amber. I was very excited to have her. I was so excited to hear of her experience and how it aligned with mine. And so as I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, if you wanted more information on the initiation, six-week mediumship foundations experience, you have six days left to register. I actually only have six spots left within the experience. It is weekly classes delivered to your inbox. We have weekly live group coaching calls with me weekly spirit circles where we sit in the power together an active facebook community partnered practice sessions which me and my assistant danielle organize for you guys it's a very immersive experience for anyone who's interested in learning more about mediumship i have had people come into the program with literally zero experience and i've had people come in who had over 30 years experience as tarot readers it really is for the beginner and intermediate level intuitive so the cost is $5.97 Canadian, which is approximately $4.50 American for the six-week experience. There is an optional upgrade to upgrade to a one-on-one package with me so you get a one-hour one-on-one mentorship session with me as well so go to the link in the description below if you are keen on joining dm me on instagram at squamish medium if you have any questions and i hope to see you in class